Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Morning, Alan. Speaking of the health service, Ger, what is the position at the moment? I know that the A&E has been chock-a-block. I received information from Ireland East that they were advising people not to go anywhere near the hospital unless an absolute emergency. So on this Friday morning, what's the position? Well, Wexford General, I suppose, over the past six or seven days has been experiencing unbelievable pressure. Uh, not seen in, in probably decades. Um, there's situations up there where ambulances have waited to be somewhere between six and seven hours to be unloaded. Um, the could have been somewhere in the region 60, 65 patients lodged in the ED. One of the days they had 45 self-presentations uh, from people walking in. Um, you know, our GP service seems to be under pressure. We're in the, context, in the context of, you know, many of the GPs are coming to an age now due to retire. The backfilling of GP positions across rural Ireland is, you know, to say the least, uh, alarming um, because there's no one interested in taking those roles up. Um, so it's at, it really is at crisis point. There isn't a square foot of room in Wexford General to put another bed. And we really, really need the 96 beds that have been promised. And I, I speak to the manager of the hospital on a daily basis in relation to operational issues. And I'm led to believe that it could be somewhere maybe mid to late 2025 before we'll see people in those beds. That's not really acceptable, Ger, is it? No. It isn't. I mean, ex- it, the neighbouring hospital in Kilkenny, did they go in at the same time as us for their extension? Because theirs is currently uh, about to be constructed, isn't it? Like, Yes, due to go to construction, or, uh, but like we're currently going into design stage, which with the best will in the world between design agreement on the design uh, planning and tender, and then go to construction, like uh, somewhere in the region, uh, probably early 2025. It you know the the bed capacity in Wexford General is a, a crisis point at the moment, and you know will the HSE supply modular units? I, I'm not sure, but I don't think we have we can wait the best part of three years for the delivery of those 96 beds. We see in the census. Uh, report today we've increased our, our population by uh, 16,000 um, you know our our bed capacity is the same now as it was uh, 20 years ago when I joined the then Southeastern Health Board Ambulance and work for the Southeastern Health Board uh, I know we've community intervention teams and you know we've care doc and we've other uh, things out in the community but this is a crisis point, and that's that's compounded by the increase in population across the summer period. You know, with, with people, tourists come to the county somewhere in the region of 30,000. Mm-hmm. So now we've a 45,000 increase in population with the same bed capacity and more or less the same services. Now, I would call on the not just the government TDs, I call on all five Oireachtas members, including senators, that... They would arrange a meeting with the Minister uh, for Health uh, to see can we fast track some of this. Like this, there was over the COVID period, there was fast track. There was legislation brought into fast track the delivery of the extension to the ED. That was certainly welcomed, but I think that needs to be done now with the 96 bed unit at Wexford General. I'll just give you the scenario on Tuesday evening. We had eight ambulances. Um, ramped at the ED unable to offload patients we had another eight emergency calls on the stack uh, in our control centre in Dublin Uh, we had somewhere in the region I think of 65 people lodged in the ED so like that's at bursting point and uh, you know our staff in the NAS but also in the ED and the hospital are working tirelessly in difficult conditions to to deliver a, a safe service to the people of Wexford uh, but we certainly need uh, political help now in the delivery of 
uh, bed capacity, whether that be privately or whether that be modular unit. Like, what do you mean by modular unit? Well, like there's there's units can, that can be landed in on a temporary basis to provide bed capacity. Uh, you know, not a prefab. There's a more modern uh, equivalent to a prefab. But like over the last number of years, we we closed Eli House. You know, there was capacity there for probably for 60 beds, and we turned it all into, not we, but the, the HSE in general turned it into the office space. So, like, we need to have a vision for the, the delivery of health across uh, across County Wexford. But there, the start, that's the stark reality of currently, and now we're, we have a, a small surge in, in COVID at the moment, and we're somewhere north of 30 people, I think, in, in Wexford general at the moment with COVID, and it's in the community. And so, like, that puts pressure on, on all the all the services. Um, and then we had that story that uh, was carried in the Guardian dur- during the week as well. The pensioner forced to wait hours for an ambulance. Yeah, and you looked like we, at that story yourself. And yeah, and I, I'm not going to the question the veracity of that statement. Um, you know, I take the bona fides of, of whoever made that, uh, whoever gave the information to the paper. Like, if we can't get out of the, we can't unload a DED, uh, we're not available to respond to emergency calls, and we'll do our best within the current the current circumstances that we find ourselves in to deliver the best possible emergency care to the people of Wexford. But unfortunately, with low acuity, acuity calls, they have to wait. And uh, if you are in A and E, is it true that some people have been waiting up to sixteen hours? Or uh, that is correct. And I've had calls on the political side of things where people have had seventeen and twenty-four hours wait in EDs across, uh, well, across Wexford, but also sleeping on what on trolleys? Well, trolleys. Like uh, I can't say where. Uh, I'm not going to get into that with Alan in the context of where they're sleeping. But what I would say is that. Uh, ED in Wexford and Wexford General is at, at a crisis point in the context of capacity uh, for the delivery of care to the people of Wexford and we need to do something urgently whether that be on a temporary basis or uh, to try and alleviate the pressures that the population increases brought the tourism our, our tourists yeah. and also the, the more of a reliance on, on uh, emergency care um, You talked about Eli House how, how difficult do you think it would be to reconvert that back into an active hospital again? Pro- probably quite difficult now in the context yeah. of HICWA regulations, but I suppose when it was it was an existing uh, hospital, if we had left it that way and built uh, office space, that may have may have helped the problem now with capacity. But look, at, as the saying goes, we are where we are now, but, but action needs to be taken and taken urgently. All right, Chair. So I think the advice has gone out there crystal clear from you uh, how important. And as we speak this morning, then, are the numbers as high as ever or, or even worse than what we heard over the last four years? It has abated somewhat this morning, but like we're coming into a busy weekend, we'll probably see a similar situation then on Monday again. So it, it is... Uh, it's a fluid situation and it's a difficult place for staff to work in and it's difficult to retain and indeed recruit staff so it's a very difficult job to manage Wexford General at the moment and it's a difficult job to manage the National Ambulance Service at the moment but I want to take this opportunity to thank all the staff across the HSE for the work and commitment that they've given to the people of Wexford in, in their care. Before we let you go, just to, to revisit uh, the Rosslare area again and your concerns over traffic congestion there, has that eased in any way or is it still the same? It's, um, 
I suppose the concerns were, Alan, in relation to trucks turning in, in residential estates, the council have been down over the last number uh, of days to draw plans in relation to how they're going to alleviate that issue. I, I believe that they're going to stop uh, trucks from going up St. Martin's Road and to make amendments to the junctions. So let's hope and see how, how that works. I'm led to believe that TII are going to come to the table in relation to some funding for a more permanent uh, truck parking uh, facility in, in Rossler Harbour, so that's all progressing quite well. Alright, thanks Ger for thanks, joining Mark. us this morning. Uh, an update there from Paramedic and Independent Council, and of course you're actually kind of coordinating the ambulance service, that's your new role, isn't it? Yeah, I, ambulance officer responsibility for the National Ambulance Service operations since last uh, year, last June, so yeah. it's quite a challenging time, but sure, we, we'll get there, and we, we've uh, extremely proactive and hard-working staff, so we'll do our best for the people of Exeter. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.